Shout out our sponsors, GW Competitions. They run regular draws for you to win different prizes, from cash to Rolexes to cars and all sorts. It's all legit, and the draws are run on Facebook Live and Instagram Live, and you've got to be in it to win it. Good luck. Welcome to another episode of Big Ego Media. Got another special guest today. He goes by the name of Abdul. He's the Dubai plug, if you guys don't know. So uh, before we get to know why he's the Dubai plug, we'll get to understand who he is, where he's from, and his story so far. Sure, so sure. um, first and foremost, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm amazing, bro. Yeah, you're how good? about you, brother? I'm not too bad. Not too bad. I got yeah. two more days to go, and I'm back in the UK. Back to the cold weather. Back to the depressing weather, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, your story is uh, one of intrigue, so we'll, we'll get to it. I mean, so first and foremost, where was you born? I was born actually in Baghdad, Iraq. Yeah. And How uh, old are you, by the way, sorry? I'm 19 now. 19, okay. Yeah, so I was born in Iraq, uh, Baghdad, 2002. And then war was going on. So my family had to move to Syria for a couple months. And then we actually moved here to Dubai for yeah. a couple of years and then we actually settled in Canada. So we moved to Toronto in Canada and then that's the place where I got raised. That's where I spent my teenage years there, all my life there, all the good and bad memories was there in Toronto, Canada. And then, yeah. I mean, you said you, you, you were first in Dubai when you was uh, maybe two, three years old. Yeah, yeah. That was like 20 years ago or so. Or Around, yeah, 16, 16 17 years 17 ago. 17 years At that ago. point, was Dubai the way it is right now? Like, what was the hill? Dubai was nothing. Yeah. It was sand. There was no, like, what I remember of, there was pictures of me when I was young. There was like three or four buildings in yeah. Dubai. That's it. And it was an airport. Yeah. Literally nothing. To see how they built everything, that's impressive. Yeah. In the span of 15 years, it's crazy. It is crazy. But then, you just, your family decided to move to Canada. Why Canada? So basically, Canada is it's like you know when you when, when you hear about when you see in the movies the American dream, the North American dream. You know there's more opportunities there, especially because my mom is a doctor, my dad's an engineer. So they they thought if we're gonna take our kids there to Canada, they have a better chance to to learn to got to get better jobs and everything. So they they thought the dreamland Canada. So was your parents quite well off when it was in Iraq in the first place? Was you guys okay? Yeah, we were the like financial wise. Yeah, always not. Everyone in Iraq was going through struggle financial wise. There's yeah. always war going on. You know, I lost so many of my family members there due to war. So that place just was filled with bad energy. You know, give us PTSD. So we had to leave. You know, to search for a better place. We came here to Dubai. At that time, it was not really everything was going well. My dad's job and everything. So it was like you know what let's go to canada but we applied to go to canada to the immigration back in the 90s before i was born okay. but it took like around 10 years <coughs> for the approval to come so as soon as we got the approval we went there so what was the main kind of difference that you remember when you sort of touched down in canada do you remember your early years in canada and what part of canada did you go uh, toronto toronto yeah. yeah so really cold it was really cold depressing um didn't really have no friends at the time I just felt like I was left out, you know, like didn't speak English. I was struggling in school, you know, and I go to classes or whatever. I just don't understand nothing, you know. It was hard for me to uh, communicate or to live. So it was really difficult. But at the time, 
it went by. It started getting better and better and better. And did you have siblings at the time? Yeah, so I have uh, two sisters and an older brother, so I'm the youngest. Okay. And then I three uh, eldest. So, yeah, it was really tough at the beginning. I mean, Toronto, uh, from coming from where you come from, when, when I hear from it, it's quite a rough parts are not everywhere but parts of it's quite rough just like london yeah, um, exactly. the gang activity is crazy over there exactly, exactly. i mean so growing up did you did you uh, experience any of these things for sure whenever you go out on the streets especially in some parts in toronto you're just gonna you're just gonna see the the, the bad places and the, you know the good guys and, and the bad guys it's everywhere in the world just not toronto it's a london it's any place you go in the world so in toronto is really similar to london the gang activities that city they don't like that that neighborhood don't like that neighborhood so if you was in a in a one neighborhood that I used to live in, you're forced to hate those guys. Yeah, it's just something like what if uh, what if my friends are from that neighborhood? Like I was forced to hate him, you know. Yeah. So it was really like a love hate relationship in that city. It was really toxic, and it was. Uh, Did you find yourself getting kind of involved in any of those activities, or was you kind of in a peripheral way like they're like, oh, that's Abdul, he's cool, but in the in the in the early stages when I had my friends in my school. Uh, I didn't tell them. So I got involved in a couple of these what you call gang activities whatsoever. But it was nothing really major, you know, just selling stuff, you know, moving stuff whatsoever. But my friends at the time in the school didn't know nothing. And then they still don't know up until six months ago when okay. I told them everything. So because like I had what three or four friends that I called my brothers and I did not want them to get involved in anything that I was doing. So I kept it away from them. So yeah, that's pretty much about it, you know, just getting involved. Like it was just, it was kind of like a lifestyle. Yeah. Like you live in that neighborhood, like it's just kind of a lifestyle. Like you want to make quick money, someone's going to call you, you want to move, you want to, you want to sort of quick money, you know? Yeah. Just so in terms of, can you, can you um, sort of explain was it? Was it, was it drug dealing, cannabis? Was it? Yeah, cannabis. Cannabis okay. at the, uh, cannabis at that time yeah. for around a year, yeah. year and a half. and. Did you, did you count any troubles while selling cannabis at the time? To be honest, I was almost going through troubles, but I was smart with it, you know? Yeah. Go finish your deal, go back home. I don't post no money, whatever I was making. I don't, don't post no flashy stuff. And I just kept it a secret, kept mm. it low key. Do my thing, go to my friend's house, chill whatsoever, as I'm the regular cool Abdul who just go do his studies in the school or whatsoever. Mm. You know, I was really good in school. Yeah. But what would you studying to be? What did you want to be? To be honest, I wanted to be an um, aerospace engineer. Okay. So that was that was my dream, you know, with NASA and stuff. That's when I grew up. Because my father is an engineer himself. Yeah. So he like pushed me and motivated me to go into that path. So you're quite intelligent in school. I was quite intelligent. I was good. I was good with maths and science, but I didn't really want to study. Yeah. Like I was when I had a test or something, I just go straight to it without studying, you know, because I know I'm smart. Yeah. But that was not really that was not enough. That yeah. was not enough, you know. You have to I had to put in the hard work, but I took the uh, the wrong path at the time. It was I would say it was like uh, wrong, surrounded by wrong people at the wrong time. Yeah. I mean, so what made you then decide? You know what? I'm gonna come over to Dubai. What was it about um, Toronto team that you So basically, well? I lost a couple of my friends to gun violence yeah. in the city. So it just really gave me like PTSD. You know, whenever I look at it, like what if, what if that happened? Because I was really chilling with my friends. And then three, four hours later, I see them on the news getting killed. Mm. That was like, I just thought about it. What if it was me? You know, what if I would be next? What if it was my brother? What, what, so what? You know, so just these questions kept going on my mind. Yeah. So I was like, I had to go. I had to go somewhere. 
that I can really live peace in the peace state of mind, tranquility, you know, not fearing when I go to sleep that I'm gonna, something's going to happen to me. So why I chose to buy it, there's a couple of reasons, um, tax-free, and it just, I feel it's a place for networking, to be honest. It just filled all the celebrities, they come here, they go. So before I came to Dubai, actually, I had a vision in my mind that I want to do something here. I want to, like, I want to, because I had no money here, guys. I had, like, what, $300, $400 to my name. So I was like, if I come here, I have to network and I have to believe in myself that I can achieve something here. Yeah. And then I did it. Yeah. I mean, you said you had to network. I mean, how did you go? I mean, moving from Toronto, $300, $200 in your, in your account. In your account, did your mom and dad help a little bit when you said you're gonna come over so, here? So yeah, yeah. So my my mom is like my best friend. You know? She's I would take a bullet for her anytime. Yeah. Like she just like my hero. She's my idol. I look up to her. So she helped me with everything. You know, whenever I do something bad, she's the one who's like with me. So she helped <coughs> me financially wise, but as of networking and stuff, it was just on my own. So when I moved, it was December 2020. No, November 2020. So literally, we're in November now, so literally last year. Last year, all happened in a year. So November 2020, I came to Dubai. My sister came with me. And then there's a, I just woke up one day, found a DM from an account called Six Buzz, Six Buzz TV. It's a Canadian platform. Shout out to Six Buzz. And then they just DM me out of nowhere. They're saying, oh, we need a rental for a car. In Dubai, we're gonna show a music video. Mm. And I was like, but why me? Like, how did they know yeah. I was trying to do something like that? How did you know I was trying to plug? So I was like, damn, bro. I opened the DM, I was like, yeah, for sure, why not? So I texted him, I called a couple of the links that I, the connection that I have in Dubai with the car rentals. So I was like, listen, I need the Audi R uh, Q8 or music video whatsoever. And then it just happened. And then the guy, the six bus guy, uh, he invited me to a yacht party at that time, the same night. And then I went there and there were just all these kind of celebrities up there. And I was like, damn man, this is this is where I need to be right now. This is, I'm going to go to every each one of them and give them my Instagram account. And if they need something to buy, it's going to be me. So I met um, Drake's basketball coach, uh, 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 Coach Banana, shout out to Coach Banana. And I met a couple of uh, UK rappers. And I met a rapper, his name is Northside Benji, he's an upcoming uh, rapper from Canada. He just dropped a new album, The Extravagant Collection. So, we just stayed in touch. We just stayed in touch. Just, you know, stay in touch all the time. They left back to the city, and then I had some troubles in the city that I had to finish. So, I went back in January, and then came back, here, came back to Dubai in March this year. And then literally two, three weeks later, Drake's basketball coach just hit me up. He's like, yo, I need a rental for a couple months. Benji, Northside Benji too. And then I gave it to them. They shouted me out on their Instagram stories. And then from then, everyone from Toronto started coming to me. So I was first the Toronto go-to guy whenever you come to Dubai. So yeah, it just happened that way. And then people started texting me, oh, um, come to my shop. Just do a promo. I'll give you a couple cars for free whatsoever. So it just my name started to go in the buy, and then I saved up. I saved up money, and then I went to uh, a partnership with one of the car companies here. I gave them my money, and they gave me percentage in the car. So I was the owner in the company. Yeah. And then it just happened that way. 
and then so now you own your own rental company then. and then yeah got my own company uh took my money out of that company opened my own ones and then all the cars that come i don't actually own them yeah. it's leased from the banks so you have to have a good connection with the bank in order to get a leased car and then it grew from cars to yachts to now have partnerships with hotels in dubai and yeah i've got connections with private jets too so, I mean, so how, how does it work then? So I'm in, I'm in the U because I didn't know about you before. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and funny, I just looked at you again now. Someone, I don't know if you saw the picture. Someone said, you looks like Tony Montana. I just looked at you right again. <laughs> I can see it, I can see it. It's Scarface. Scarface, yeah. That's, that's, that's a good movie. But um, yeah, so like, I'm in the UK. I need to go to Dubai. Okay, I need a hotel. I need to rent a car. I need to rent a yacht. I need, so I just, I, yeah. I call you up and just. So at, at the beginning, it was just my Instagram, my personal account. And then I used to get DMs, 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 and it was just not really helpful because the people that I used to text their DMs were gone. Mm. So I was like, you know what, I should open a different account. So I opened up my company account, AA Lifestyle, and then just well, in order to come to Dubai, text me, when are you gonna come? What activities do you wanna do? And then I'll plan three plans for you, and then whichever one you like, depends on the budget you have, you'll go buy it. Okay. So it, it ranges from me picking you up personally from the airport, from me personally delivering the cars and such on. So who's the first kind of UK rapper that you kind of sort of worked with? Um, to be honest, Fredo. Yeah. Fredo, um, there's another guy, his name is Nabil. He also does the same thing that I do, okay. a concert service. So um, funny story is I saw Fredo post on Instagram that he's coming to Dubai, but I did not know him at, at the actual time. So. I went to the airport, six in the morning, bro. I went to the airport just waiting for the flight from London to arrive to Dubai. Oh, so you didn't even know? I didn't even know Fredo. Yeah. I just went to the airport six in the morning. And I was waiting, 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 and I saw a guy holding a sign that says Fredo. I was like, you waiting for Fredo? Yeah. He's like, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Let me wait with you. So Fredo came. His friends came. Now I was really nervous, bro. Mm. And then I was like, yo, where's Fredo? And then they're like, oh, he has he has some trouble with the security upstairs yeah. whatsoever. And I was like, what's the trouble? And they're like, oh, there's some speed camera finds whenever the last time he came to Dubai whatsoever. So I was like, oh, is that it? I know a couple links in the government. I called them and it's slow. So I called my guys in the government. It was six, seven in the morning now. And I was like, listen, my boy, the guy just arrived to Dubai. He's a rapper. He's gonna throw a party here. And then they're giving him trouble at the airport. So like, can you just please let it go? And then he's like, all right, I'll call the airport. And then 20, 30 minutes later, Fredo comes out. Mm. I, I didn't know if it was from my call or was, they just let him out. So I went to him and then I was like, uh, they were like, I have to go to this police station. Uh, I have to sign a paper whatsoever. I was like, you know, I can do it myself. You don't need to go. So I went to the police station. I signed it myself whatsoever, the paper. And then we just went out, went out from there. Um, yeah, that was the first UK rapper. But the first rapper I worked with was Northside Benji yeah. from Canada. And then he just showed me love, man. Like, he treated me as some younger brother, you know? Like, when I, even the first time I linked with him, it was just not, he was just so humble. Mentored me, to be honest. And also, uh, Coach Banana, Drake's basketball coach, he's, he's older, you know? So he treated me like I'm his son, you know? Yeah. He gave me some lessons. Even when I was giving some workout to him, when I was plugging him out with cars, he was giving me tips how to be professional because at the time I was not professional, yeah. you know? So I'm really grateful for these two guys, Norsa Benji. And so you're still kind of learning on the job as you go along I was well. just learning, you know, because yeah. I'm still young. Yeah. And then when I see these people, the, you know, people like 
bro, like a year ago I was listening to him and now I'm working with him, yeah. you know? It's and overwhelming. Since, and since Fredo, who else have you had? I know you had Russ, but I was with you Russ yeah, yeah, so Russ Millions, funny story. I was two weeks ago, no, no, it was 10 days ago. I was really going to work, bro. Seven in the morning, I was listening to Russ. That same night, 11 p.m., I got a DM from him. And I, I was I was drunk, bro. I was I was at a party and I look at my because I texted him, I was like, listen, bro, I see him arrive at Dubai. I was like, listen, if you need anything in Dubai, just let me know. And I was I just sent it. I was like, he's not gonna open it, bro. Yeah. And then I opened my phone, I see Russ Millions sent a message. I'm like, what? So I open it and then he texts me, he's like, yo, I need this, this and that in Dubai, I need to do these activities. So yeah, without a doubt, bro, for sure. And then we linked the next day and he was just the most genuine guy, so humble. Like just So who was you who was you had then Fredo, uh Ross, Ross, uh Jake's basketball coach, yeah. Coach Banana, Norsa Benji, the Canadian platform, six plus and uh any other UK artists at the moment? I got a couple soccer players, yeah. football players from the UK. Uh but they're like I can't disclose names right now. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but they're coming to Dubai um a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I'll help them out. But just Dubai season is actually from November to March. So it's yeah. that time when I'm busy at work. Summer, I go back to Canada. Yeah. And I'm planning to go back to Canada because Dubai is just dead in the summer, you know? Yeah. I say so, so like in terms of like yourself, in terms of, you know, you said you used to sell weed in that before. Has, has there any been a point where you ever, ever had to go to prison or got arrested or like that before? Yeah, so I was wrong. I was with the people that I thought that they were my friends. Yeah. And then they just invited me to this party, let's say. And then I had a feeling that I didn't want to go. Yeah. Like I was just so cool, like, oh, listen, don't go. But they know when, when the devil, when the shaitan is stronger than you. Yeah. So I went, literally 15 minutes later, got caught. No, no emotions at the time, no reaction, no nothing. They put me in the, the car. I go to the jail. I go to the police station at first. And then they were just screaming at me. They were telling me, you did that, you did that. And I was just looking at them. And I was like, no reaction at the time. And then when I went to the court, and then they were like, you're gonna be in jail at that time for three months until we investigate what happened. So at that time, I just looked at everything. First thing that I thought about was my mom. Mm. My mother, cause she's so hardworking. She's the one who like grew up with me, just gave me everything, you know? Like in Canada, like she used to work two, three jobs in terms of her providing food to me. Or like if I wanted to buy new football shoes that was like $200, she'd you know, go do something, get the money whatsoever. So I just thought about my mom. I was like, nah, man, I'm gonna disappoint her. And how was your, uh, how was your experience that being inside? So first day, not even first day, first two weeks, I was just crying. Mm. Like a real man, bro, I was crying. It was really difficult. I was traumatizing. I just, I thought that I was a failure, you know? Yeah. Like, just everything that I built and everything I came so far just goes in one click. How, how long did you do it to go on? It was three months, but the thing is, when I went, like, I was not the guy that they were after. Mm. It was some other guy. So, but they thought it was me. Yeah. So I just did three months and I left, but that three months was like a year to me. Yeah. You know, just crazy, traumatizing. I still suffer from PTSD from these days, you know? because. Yeah. The first three days I was just sleeping, like I didn't even wake up. So right now when I go to sleep, the maximum I can sleep is four or five hours. Yeah. So it, was, uh, it still follows me this day, but 
to be honest, lately I've been trying to turn my wounds into wisdom. Yeah. Speak out to other people, motivate the people that are my age, and just try to, let's say, that bad experience in prison, just turn it into something positive. Yeah. And try and spread positive energy all around, you know? I mean, in terms of Dubai itself, I mean, coming from London and yourself, Toronto, we're like, gang activity is rife. Is there anything such as, such as gangs in Dubai? No, no, Dubai is a safe place. There's no gang activity. Literally, and even like just in terms of clean, you go past everywhere, everything is clean. There's no rubbish on the floor, there's no mm -hmm. trash. Do you think because of the strictness of the punishment, that that's why people are not involved in, 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 in things like that? Yeah. So the difference between what separates London, that there's gang activities in London, Toronto, and Dubai, is people here, they love the government. No. When the government is such a honored thing then the people gotta follow, follow the rules mm. the government provides stuff to people that they want and then the people follow the government rules you know we lack that in toronto we yeah. lack that in london mm. whatsoever and they just, the police here the government they have their place you know like you can never dare to go to a policeman and try say something to him but you're mm. gonna go behind the sun and no dubai is just the ideal country in my opinion to live mm. in like anything you want, bro. Do you see yourself living here for the rest of your life? Till I die. Yeah. Till I die. Tax-free. They treat you as a king. It's gonna be, but is it gonna be tax-free forever? Because I, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. Like three years ago, it was there was now there's a thing called VAT. It's five percent. Mm -hmm. So on the purchases you go yeah. to the mall whatsoever. So I think with time they're gonna apply taxes whatsoever. But still, like. Even if they're gonna put in Toronto and Canada's thirteen percent tax, yeah. even if they're gonna put thirteen tax here, thirteen percent tax here, I'm gonna still live here over China. Yeah. Because in Toronto, when my sister, let's say for my, for example, my sister goes out at ten p.m. I'm calling her twenty times. Where are you? Come back home. Because I'm scared for her. Mm. Here, when my sister comes, she comes back home at four in the morning. I'm chilling. I'm relaxing because yeah. I know for a fact no one is able to touch her. Yeah. No one is able to do something to her. You know, mm. here it's. So it, the women have they got the, the rights and they feel they feel safe. Exactly, they yeah. it's the safeness, bro. It's safe. The women have their rights, and that's the thing I care about. I, I mean, we going around. I realize is it is not not strict. I mean, not it's liberal, but at the same time, it's like you kind of sense that okay, I don't do anything to offend anyone. I don't do anything that will get me in trouble. Like when you're walking around, everyone's got their masks on. Everyone's like so. Everyone follows the rules. Even earlier on, I was to some people that, uh, from Saudi Arabia who were visiting. They said, yeah. I asked them, what's the difference between Saudi Arabia and Dubai? They said, Saudi Arabia is completely strict. Dubai is a bit more liberal, but at the same time, it's the same tradition, it's the same culture. So that, that form of respect is there. So in Dubai, it turned to a modern city, mm -hmm. but appreciate their authenticity, you know? Like they still do their traditions whatsoever, but they open to the world, yeah. you know? Like you come here to the mall or whatsoever, you go talk to 10 guys and I can bet you on anything that these 10 people are from different countries. Yeah. You know, it's just a place where unites everyone, come, everyone yeah. comes here, you know. So what's the what's the future for you then? What, 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 what are you looking to do? What are you looking to achieve? Future, I want to start my own uh, campaign. Try to keep people my age out the streets. Try and give opportunities to people my age. Or is, that, is, that, is that so people you're, you're in regards to I guess in, in Toronto but I, I want to start in Toronto because that's yeah. the place where I grew up and I got my own memories there yeah. you know and I want to just like when I first started everything when I came to Dubai 
people who I felt they were my friends, they were laughing at me. Mm. They're like, what's this guy doing? This guy's gonna fail. They were, you know, whenever I post something on Snapchat, Instagram, they replied to me with laughing emojis. And I was really like, and then now they're back to me asking for favors or whatsoever. So I wanna open a charity or like a campaign in Toronto for all kids and all the people my age who have dreams, not just to be like me or if they wanna be a football player or a doctor whatsoever, it just like to motivate them. So how do you kind of like build your connections? Is it a thing that where you go to contact hotel and say, hi, look, I'm, uh, I'm Abdul and I've got some famous people who are gonna come to your hotel. It will benefit you to work basically, with me. Basically something like that. So I go, you know, dress formal whatsoever. Who we'll talk, like, can I speak with the manager? And then I go have a conversation with the manager. I, I show him my company, I show him my portfolio yeah. and I show him the people that I work with. So. Because as soon as you show them the people that you work with and then people who were like, oh, this guy's connected to Drake, this guy's whatsoever, they're going to have a trust relationship yeah. with you, you know? They're going to trust that you're, you're doing in a good work. So go talk to them. And then nine out of 10 times, funny, go, yeah. you're good. But and with that, so how does it work? So someone, so say I'm a rapper, footballer, whatever, I would pay you for my service and then you pay everything else to what you need to. So no, that's not that's not how it works. So when they come to Dubai, I don't charge no rapper, no nothing, you know. Like if some people that I like or some people that have friends, I don't take no money from them. So how it works, let's say you come to me, you tell me I want a Ferrari or like let's say three days and I want a hotel or whatsoever that time. I'm like, cool, I gave you the prices list, you give it to me, and I give you the Ferrari, give you the hotel, give you whatsoever, you know. So yeah, that's pretty much about it. So, how, like, so how, how, how would you benefit then? How I, how would I benefit is I have so I have rates with the hotels. Mm -hmm. So anyone who comes my way, let's say a regular hotel, it's like a hundred dollars per night. Yeah. You come my way, it's let's say fifty percent off. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna pay that fifty percent off, and then that fifty I'm keeping myself. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm taking my money from the hotel because I'm bringing them customers. Yeah. Okay, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Any sort of last word for anyone coming to the to Dubai? What you look forward to in, in, in the next sort of, you said this is the season, November That's to Dubai, March. Dubai, so. Dubai is the season right now. Just don't hesitate. Dubai is beautiful, Dubai is wonderful. And just book your tickets and come, man. And then if you come, come my way. Yeah,